Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. You can catch these on iTunes for free a couple of times a week. You can subscribe there, and you can also catch them at HeidiHarris.com, where I post them, and I have archives up there, too, at HeidiHarris.com. And, of course, you can catch my live radio show weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. And I'm on Twitter, and really hardly on Twitter anymore, but I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Heidi Harris Show, all that. If you forget all that, just go to HeidiHarris.com. Okay. Uh, This is the most interesting example of media bias that I've seen lately in a local newspaper. Now, I know it goes on all the time. I get that. And I'm kind of bored with these constant stories about, oh, the media bias, they're attacking Trump. And I get all kinds of requests every single day in my email box with people who want to come on and be guests and talk about the media bias against Trump. Yeah, I know it exists. No, I'm not going to waste your time with it. But this one really stuck in my craw, and I'll tell you why. Because most people probably didn't even catch it. Here's what happened. Kamala Harris was in Vegas at the Doolittle Center downtown. And there were some people who were there, a couple of hundred people heard her speak. And one particular woman said, oh, she was amazing. She she touched on every subject I'm interested in. My heart leapt. And apparently the woman, and I'm not going to mention the woman's name, because the woman is not the issue. The newspaper is the issue. The journalist is the issue. This particular woman is 63 years old, a retired real estate agent. And she talked about her views on health care, and she thought that hers were kind of in keeping with Kamala Harris. Here's the important thing. This woman said, I lost my 30-year-old son six years ago because he did not have insurance. She goes on to say, if he'd had insurance, access to insurance, he would still be alive today. We are the only major country in the world without national health care. All right, I'm going to try to be calm and explain this. I don't know why your son didn't have insurance six years ago. Six years ago, lady, Obamacare was alive and well. And Obamacare is still with us. And even if your son had an existing condition, he still could have gotten insurance. So for her to say, I lost my son because he didn't have insurance, uh, what's Kamala Harris going to do? Obamacare is in place. But then she goes on to say, and once again, I'm quoting this from the newspaper. I don't know all of what she had to say or how much was in context. She said, if he had had access to insurance, he would still be alive today. Your son did have access to insurance. I'm not sure why he didn't choose to pay for it. He had access to insurance. But here's the interesting thing. I don't want to beat this woman up. But why didn't the reporter, the so-called journalist, ask her any follow-up questions? He just used her quote because I guess it fits his agenda. I'm not even going to mention the reporter's name because it doesn't even matter. He used her quote because it fit his agenda without even asking her to say, well, what happened to your son, lady? Did he die of cancer? Did he die of heart disease? Did he die of a drug overdose? Did he need something he didn't get? I would ask a follow-up question. I'm not even saying that the kid should say, this journalist who seems like a kid, I'm not even saying that the journalist should have been adversarial in his question to the mother. Well, so, lady, you know, Obamacare was in place six years ago. I'm not asking him to say that. I'm asking for some clarification before he prints this quote as if it's the truth. My son died because he didn't have insurance. This kind of crap cannot be allowed to stand. And this is why people can't stand journalism anymore. This is not even a left or right issue. This is not. This is a woman making a statement about how her son died because he didn't have insurance as if insurance didn't exist six years ago, as if Kamala Harris is going to come through with a magic wand and give everybody something that uh, I don't even know what, because health insurance was around six years ago. 
this kind of stuff goes on all the time with the press. I remember when President Obama was talking about the Iraq War. I believe it was when he was running for office. And, of course, the war at that point had gotten unpopular. And I remember him saying, well, I was against this war from the start. Okay. First of all, Obama wasn't even a United States senator when almost every senator, including Hillary Clinton, voted to go to war. So had he been in the Senate, he probably would have voted to go to war. But he made it sound as if, yes, I took a stand. No, you didn't take a stand. And nobody in the press ever questioned him. They didn't say, uh, Senator, uh, you weren't in the United States Senate. You weren't even able to vote. You may have been against it in your living room, but you weren't really able to go on the record as a U.S. senator and vote against it. No one ever asked him that question. Why? Because he was Obama. Oh, look, Obama. Oh, here's the guy. We love him. He's our leader. Oh, he's what we've always been dreaming about, right? So nobody asked him a question. Whereas Donald Trump can't have lunch without somebody questioning every single thing he does. And I'm not somebody who defends everything President Trump does. I don't. I don't defend the way he deals with people at times and his tweets that are a little undisciplined to say the least and a lot of that stuff. I don't defend it. I'm not the Kool-Aid drinker. But the fact is he can't get an inch and Obama got away with saying all kinds of things. And if it fits their agenda, the press puts it in there. I know it happens all the time. I get that. But here in the Review Journal, the reporter should have at least asked her. But instead, this quote is in the story. I lost my son six years ago because he did not have insurance. How could that be, lady? Once again, I'll say it because nobody else will. How could that be, lady? Your son could have had Obamacare. He was eligible for it. And then she says if he'd had access to insurance. What do you mean access to insurance? Your son had access to insurance. He maybe didn't want to pay for it, maybe didn't want to pay the premiums, maybe didn't want to pay the deductible. See, if you were a decent reporter, you would ask, actually ask some actual details about what happened to her son, and you'd say, well, ma'am, uh, what do you think Kamala Harris would do differently than Obamacare? But what this lady really wants, based on the quote that I see, and once again, I wasn't there interviewing her, what she really wants, what everybody wants, is free. When they use the word access, they want free. When they want access to affordable housing, they want free. When they want access to birth control, they want it free. When they want access to abortion, they really want it free. Access to the left has now become the other word for free. You had an opportunity to get insurance. No matter how sick you were, no matter what kind of pre-existing condition you had, you had that. It's a little more difficult than it used to be, but six years ago, you most certainly had that under Obamacare, and yet your son died. No, because of choices he made. Somehow, somewhere along the line, your son chose not to get insurance. Maybe he couldn't afford it, but don't say he couldn't access it. Say he chose not to buy it or it was too expensive, but the way this quote is used in the story, it makes it sound as if Kamala Harris is going to come in and solve all the problems and make things totally different than they are now. Remember that we're living with Obamacare, not Trump care, Obamacare. And nobody wants to talk about that. And this is why, honestly, this is the reason people don't trust the press, because they see the way they completely twist the details or leave things out or don't ask enough questions. And I'm not letting the right-leaning press off the hook either. A lot of times they don't ask tough questions of Donald Trump because they like him and they're happy. So both sides do this. But I just couldn't believe this. And this is in the largest paper in the state of Nevada. I mean, this is how pathetic it's gotten. Ask a follow-up. Get details. But almost every time a journalist of any stripe, and usually it's the lefties, uses an example of somebody, when you look at it, it's somebody who really doesn't fit the story. Their example really isn't legitimate. For example, I remember there was a story that came out prior to Trump being elected. I did a podcast on this. I don't remember where it was. 
but there was a couple being interviewed, and this woman had gone and gotten an IUD. A couple wasn't married, of course. She went and got an IUD because she was concerned that under Trump, she wasn't going to be able to have, quote-unquote, access to health care. Um, you have access to health care. You can go buy it. You can go down to Walmart, by the way, and there's a big glass case right there in the pharmacy. You can buy all the condoms or whatever you want right there anytime you want to. There's access. You may not have somebody supplying it for you, but you do have access. Anyway, this whole article was about how this woman wasn't going to have certain things because uh, President Trump was going to stop her. And this pathetic limp noodle of a boyfriend she had actually sat there for this interview. I'm thinking, lady, why are you sleeping with a guy who can't even afford to pay for your birth control? I mean, how pathetic is that? And this guy is going along with this narrative. Well, I want access. You want access. How about this? You want access to her. How about paying for her birth control? Oh my gosh. Ladies, don't have sex with a guy who can't afford birth control. I guarantee he can't afford child support. Oh, brother. But I couldn't believe the story, and I couldn't be believe the slant, and I couldn't believe why the reporter didn't ask them, well, you know, you can still buy these things. Even if Trump becomes president, you'll still be able to get this. It's not like everyone's going to stop you from having birth control options once Donald Trump became president. It didn't happen. And, of course, I say to these same people, if you want me out of your bedroom, don't ask me to stock your nightstand. See, they want freedom, but they really don't. They want me to support their freedom. They want me to finance their freedom. It's like 25-year-olds who live at home. They want the freedom to be able to stay out all night, but they want to be able to live in mommy's house so they don't have to pay rent. Okay, well, you don't get both, my friends. You don't get freedom, and you don't get, you know, the ability to do whatever you want to. Freedom requires responsibility. So you don't get to live in mommy's house and have mommy make your breakfast and stay out all the time without having to let somebody know where you are. Doesn't work that way. Anyway, this particular story in the RJ just got my goat. It's just another example of reporters who are lazy or uninformed who just don't care. They get the quote they want, it fits their narrative, and they're good with it. Okay, we're done here. Uh-huh. Yeah, so am I. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget to join me weekday mornings, 6 to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. You can subscribe to these podcasts for free at iTunes. And if you forget everything I just said, check out HeidiHarris.com. That's my main website. I have links to my books I've written to so far. They're on the website and archives of my podcasts and all that good stuff at HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. (laughs) 